The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and talk about a game of two halves. We were ninth at one point yesterday afternoon, now we're fourth. Welcome to the cinch, ladies and gentlemen. Our thanks to Jamie McCurry for being a guest last week. Great stories of playing, coaching, and now refereeing, and a cracker of a story involving Dave Bowen. Join the conversation on the socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, International Arabs, Celtic and St Mirren Review, Loan Report, Women's Team, Lottery, Walking Football, Games or Goals, Foundation and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 139 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Leo. These two are pricks and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. Welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the fingers for toes, Paul McNichol, and the toes for fingers, Ronnie Costello. We have obviously jumped the gun a little bit playing Whitney Houston for Mark McNulty, giving we another game to look back at first. But let's just get that in there right now and hear a wee sing-song, a wee dance, and I imagine Paul going fucking mental when that goal went in. 100%, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazed mosh pit when that goal went in, and rightly so, absolutely deserved, uh, the fans deserved it as well, and it was just incredible, it was it was up there with the, the Arbroath 2-1 comeback, I mean, you know what, it was up there with Anaheim. What a comparison, you, <laughs> struggling I, I know, against I, Arbroath. And then struggling against St Mern, yeah. no, it was, it was class, it was, it was, it's the sort of moment that you, you hope for every game, isn't it, when you follow United? Oh. I mean, who, what what fan doesn't like a last minute winner? Not even a last minute. Beyond the last minute, yeah, uh, it was just incredible. Incredible Brilliant. stuff. Listen, we'll we'll get more into it. Um, first off the bat, let's just say uh, well done, to Amy Niskanen and Dylan Levitt. They're both called up for international uh, duty this week. Both double headers, of course. Uh, Niskanen off with Finland, Levitt off with Wales, and uh, Ross Graham in the under-21 squad, and all three certainly played their part yesterday. Um, before that, we have to give a slight mention, because it is two matches uh, this week. Monday night was the Scottish Cup quarter-final against Celtic. Uh, I wasn't there. You were. How how do you quickly sum up the match? How do I quickly sum up that match? Uh, well, we lost. It was a cup game. We're out, and that's that's the be-all and end-all, isn't it? But performance-wise, I felt like on the night, like we, we kept a no-bad shape about us. We didn't really give up too much, too many opportunities. And then ultimately, we lose uh, three bad goals to lose. And going forward, we offered nothing. Like it was a game we were never... We're never going to win. We were never going to score. It looked like watching the game. Uh, I was in the shed, as I mentioned last week. Uh, the atmosphere was tremendous. Uh, never seen so many drunk fans at a United him game, but that's all right because they were enjoying themselves. But yeah, ultimately, it wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good. There was a, f- a few things that kind of grated on the night, but there's no point in going over it now. It's it's done. It's in the past. It's when people are listening to this. It's at least a week. A go. Goals uh, were poor though, weren't they? Dreadful. Dreadful. The first one you've seen coming a mile away. Like I was I was because I was in the shed, I'm looking straight at the boy wearing the mask, thinking, Well, surely maybe that pole is in the way and there is somebody marking him, but there was nobody marking him and he's hit it and if you didn't shoot, you didn't score. And uh, like we should keep that because <laughs> we had a, a number of opportunities on Monday night where we could have took a shot and we didn't and we didn't score. So you didn't shoot, you didn't score, you, you got a deflection, but a free shot for there, it was bad. The second goal, the second goal actually, Rondo, it came at a time when, at the, I don't want to say we were in the ascendancy, but I felt like we were in control of the match. We had Celtic a wee bit worried. Uh, they were starting to make mistakes at the back because they're not that great. It's not a great Celtic team, the boys star felt, and Carter Vickers, he's a big unit, but I'm not overly impressed with them. Uh, and and I felt like we were starting to worry them a wee bit, and then obviously Benji's made an error, and that's kind of killed it. 
has kind of killed the game. But we didn't. Uh, we, we just didn't do enough. Like we 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 got what we deserved on the night, unfortunately, which is it's horrible to say, but it's in my opinion, it's the truth anyway. Celtic deserves the win uh, without actually having to do that much. You know, we, I think if anything, we helped them. Uh, more than they helped themselves on the night and it's yet another game against Celtic where we're, we're just spitting teeth heading him walking up the road kicking stray cuts and whatever it's it's just shite I hate playing Celtic because for whatever reason we, we're just never at it or rarely rarely at it How much of a, a blow was it losing Ian Hart's injury early on? <sighs> I mean I suppose it's a blow because he was in the starting eleven, but like by the start of the second half, like we, we weren't missing him. Uh, he, I mean, if anything, you'll miss his energy and whatever. But it was what it was, you know. It was Kevin McDonald come on. He maybe wasn't at his best, but he's he's not a bad subby to bring on. Really, is he? Let's be honest. So I, I don't think it was a game changing uh, issue that it, it caused. With and dare I ask you about the wild challenge, to say the least, on the sheep. Yeah, well, obviously that's that's something that's caused a wee bit of, a wee bit of conversation on social media and and whatever. And I haven't, I've, I've seen it back on social social media. I've saw it back on Twitter when people have posted like the wee video. I haven't actually heard what the so-called experts have said about it and the and people that were in the studio. But to me at the time, it looked like a lunge. And uh, when I've saw it back, I mean, it's it's not the worst lunge in the world, granted. But he's 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 dived in. He's not got any of the bar. He's caught Freeman on the foot. Now, whether or not it's it's a foot breaker or, or it's no, you know, he's caught him on the foot. Studs up. And studs up, yeah. I mean, and you can, I mean, you could argue out of control. You, you, I mean, you could argue he's not, but you, you can't argue that he's out of control. And he got a yellow for it. And at the time, I felt like it was, it was going to be a red. But then that's, I'm at the game, you know, tensions are quite high and you're, you're screaming for everything, especially in a cup game, especially against them. Uh, but having seen it back, I think I think the guy's lucky. I think the guy's lucky not to not to get sent off for it. I mean, and when you think, I think it was Tech that posted something on Twitter last night. He said of the three incidents that that were in his mind, he says Butcher Butcher got the ball and then followed through and caught uh, Turnbull, mm-hmm. and he got three games for that. Uh, Ryan Jack didn't get any of the ball. Could have broke Levitt's leg. Nothing. Did he get booked? Even sorry. I don't know. I, I can't, can't well, might have got booked at the time. Might have got booked at the time. And then uh, Atati, he slid in, caught Freeman, none of the bar, and again it's a booking. So, I, I mean, it was a very easy observation to make, but majority of folk at the time were saying, "See if that was Butcher that had done that tackle." Straight laid, no questions asked. Mm. Hounded in the media for days after it, probably. Could have done this, could have done that. Reputation going before him. In fact, Butcher got booked on the night. And I have not seen that back, but I can remember at the time thinking, that is clearly because he's Callum Butcher that he's picked that booking up. Now, I may be wrong because, as I say, I haven't seen it back, but some people's reputations go before them. And I feel like uh, Atati got treated with a great deal of leniency on Monday. Yeah, he very much did. He got halfway at Scott Free, I think you would say. So, out the cup, 3-0, at home, uh, no great. Before we move on for that, can we just say another huge well done thank you for another brilliant display by the display team for the work they put in, the planning that must go into it, the money, the investment, but just makes it look superb. And Monday, no different. Absolutely class once again. So for the hat on, it would be after you, but just incredible stuff. The video that uh, Cirrus Arabs posted, uh, just Arabs? on the display. Cirrus, cool. What did Let's you check. call them back in the day? Keras or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the Cirrus Arabs, the, the good fifers that they are. The video they posted of the display team it was brilliant. You know, it's seeing them getting everything together, setting it all up, making the actual signs. It's it's amazing. Like you know, other teams, like a wee team up the road, they might mock stuff like that. But I mean, they're going to be we Nazi insignia these days. So. Uh, they can't they don't really like stand on but uh, the, the work that these guys do absolutely phenomenal uh, and you know it makes you it makes you more proud to be a part of it yeah. be if a part of uh, supporting that club people would like to see a behind the scenes video of planning for this 
you're not even going to need the first 20 seconds. That's it. Oh, nah, no. nah, you can see me sitting on the toilet and then quickly <laughs> running into the microphone. That's it. Boom. <laughs> Hit a record run. So you were heading up the road, you were kicking stray cats, you were obviously beeling on, mm. uh, on Monday night. Tuesday comes, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're thinking to yourself, you go, Samarna, man. I've got to go to Paisley, mm-hmm. which nobody really wants to go. Wants the day. Nobody needs to make that journey. No. On the back of Monday night and results and the way the table was looking, how were you feeling? Like going into the, the game at the Simsa Arena or whatever they call it, some weird thing. But how were you feeling even Friday night ahead of it? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm as daft as a brush. I'm looking forward to it. As always, I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, was I hopeful about getting a good result? Probably no, if I'm being honest. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I wouldn't have put money on it, but I was. I was still looking forward to it. It's, it's football, isn't it? And there's. I mean, listen. The league is so tight this year, but the league is also incredibly poor, in my opinion. Like the fact that everybody's so bunched up. And everybody, there's a much of a muchness about it. It's no a great standard this year. So, yeah, we've got a great chance of finishing fourth. But before yesterday's game, we had a great chance of finishing tenth as well. You know, it's just that sort of league this season. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, as always, I was looking forward to it. You go with uh, hope more than expectation, but uh, it turned out to be well worth my day travelling through there. Mm. And uh, the team come out. There was changes, mm. three or four changes, and at a four-four-two, uh, Mother Thompson started. Uh, Big Sexy was back. Tony Watt was mm. back. The Sheep Whisperer. Uh, there was another change that I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Sheep was out as well. I can't mind what it was, but four-four-two. McMahon, McMahon for, for Graham. Uh, yeah, that that was a shocker to me. Like Graham being left out. Like Leo loves to read the team out. He he, he actually, I mean, he, he thinks he's you when he's reading the team out. He loves it. He, Man, and else saw them, was he? Kind of gets names are mispronounced in hand. But uh, I think he looks up to you more than he looks up to me. So I'm going to hit a reassess the way things are going. It's probably because I'm his real dad. What? <laughs> well, it <laughs> might be. It might be. He is an annoying <laughs> parent there some time to time. Stop the rumours right DNA, there, right? DNA can definitely be linked back <laughs> to you. The, uh, so he's so, anyway, he's reading out the team in the back of the car. And uh, and I'm no hearing Graham. And I was thinking, is, is Graham... Is Graham completely out? You know, that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me if he's mm. he's maybe left out. But no, he was on the bench. So that that to me was a bit of a head scratcher because the lad he's done nothing wrong. And uh, now I don't know if he was maybe carrying a knock. He's or changed if the he shape, was, though, if, he's went to four four two. He has changed the shape, yeah, I get that, but but why leave Graham out? You know, why bring Mulgrew back? Just for the experience. I mean, do you think Graham has done anything wrong? Livingston Livingston game aside, because Livingston game, nobody was particularly good. No, based on that, I've—I mean, I've, I've seen the goal on Monday. That was it. I haven't seen nothing else. So uh, I don't know how well he played or good or bad he was or whatever on on there. But it was certainly when I read read the team yesterday, um, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, I think we went four at the back." I couldn't work out the rest of what we were lining up, but I thought we went four at the back here because yeah. there's no danger. You've brought McMahon in to go and play on the, as a left side or centre back when Ross Graham's on the bench. Again, you yeah. have got that thing. But listen, you can name nine subbies. He didn't have to. Yeah. St. Murn didn't. Then, so if he was injured, I would hope he was in the stand. Like, nay, yeah. being on just for the sake of it or, or whatever else. So, um, but that, that that was different. And then when we started, obviously, Miller Thompson's on the right sort of side of midfield and, and stuff. And I think it's a 4 4 2 that. I don't think the first half was as bad as some people have said, right? I, generally, what we'll they've scored a screamer right early doors and they've had mm. some corners. That's it. Like that's okay. That was it. Uh, but, right. Well, I take I take the polar opposite opinion, Rondo, because and I don't know. We we'll kind of touched on this before we hit record after I run through the toilet. Uh, I don't care if it's because you're there mm. and then your your view of the game is watching it on TV. I'm not sure if that's what maybe sways opinion. I thought we were dreadful in that first nah, half. No, nah, I've Honestly. seen what, I've seen my play hell of a lot worse. Oh, oh, I've seen my play worse, but, but no, nah, I generally didn't think it was I as bad was as terrible. people said. I thought it was terrible. I think you watch it back, you've changed your opinion. It wasn't a great listen. I'm not saying it was great. I just didn't think it was as bad as people were saying. Like I generally did. Did, did their keeper have a save to make? 
in the first half. Because like we, we had chances, but like Butcher trying to knock the stand down, we won. And then McNulty's putting <laughs> right across the goal, and that's <laughs> went, troubled the corner flag the more than the net. Uh, yeah, but I can't I think of many things that we had. But like from memory, like I know, again, what we were speaking about it before, we, we hit record uh, the amount of corners that they had, but there was a couple of headers where I, I, they should have done better. Uh, Shaughnessy definitely like he he should have buried a header in the first half mm. now granted their goal's an absolute screamer and at the time uh, I was kind of blaming Scott McMahon if I'm being honest and and if, you know what like goal aside he, he's out of form just now I, I don't know mm. I don't know what's happened with him maybe maybe when he was getting a run in the team he was fine but now that it's a wee bit stop start for him he's not getting a, a good run in the team I don't know but his form's dipped for a wee while but at the time of the goal, I thought he should have done better there. But in fairness, uh, the guys took a great touch and he's quite pacey. And he's, he's just, I don't want to say he'll never do it again because he's done it twice. <laughs> he's done it twice against us. We are so that he is. Uh, but uh, the boy's only scored two goals as well, isn't he? Nah. He's only scored two goals. This two screamers against your man. Both absolute rakers. Benji must hate him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a terrible start and I feel that it didn't knock us. Like I know the manager come out and said it's kind of knocked to out our stride but, and it did. It did. And f- for being at the game and I know you're saying you don't think it was as bad as what some people are saying but for being at the game at times we just looked over the place. We didn't uh, it didn't look like we can what we were doing. Honestly, I just it was I was at half time I was speaking of our good buddy Martin and uh, Oh, he's still oh, bailing the day. Don't worry. Well, I mean, honestly, that first half at the game, it wasn't a good. Uh, honestly, it wasn't a good. There was, it felt like we offered nothing, and we were out of the place, and we were like Mulgrew at the back was making bad decisions. He was getting caught for Brophy. Uh, it was just piss, uh, honestly. Like, and you can't. And I'm not going to watch it again. I can. You're saying you should. If you watch it again, you should. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. I never want to see that first half again. Should. It was dreadful. See, it was all right. To be to be fair. Uh, can create a couple of opportunities apart from them in their court, their flurry of corners, three of which I think uh, the referee should have blew his whistle and he didn't. For mm-hmm. foul, because they were definite fouls. I thought, I didn't think, I, apart from the short, maybe the Shaughnessy effort, yeah. But again, we've you know been through Thompson, Miller Thompson puts through McNulty, puts it wide, there's a good chance through for Emmy, just doesn't get a connection on it. I thought we, I thought Levitt was a wee bit too deep, but again, playing the 4 4 2. He's kind of got to be because he's got a, he's in beside a butcher. Yeah. So he starts going wonder and it creates a massive gap. Um, and if anything's a game of two halves, I mean, let's be honest. I thought we were mm-hmm. all right, but I thought we were really, really good in the second half. Whereas if yeah. they, if if St. St. Martin were good in the first half, if that's what you want to put that down, they were a complete shite in the second half. If yes. we're talking levels of that, but I, uh, I th- we, yeah, but you fo- you focus on your own team when you're watching it, though, don't you? It's mm. it's rare that you can. Well, it's not rare, but maybe it's rare for me because I'm a wee bit of bias when I'm watching these games. It's either United are stinking or United are good. I don't really often take into account. I try not to anyway. I try to be as blinkered as possible. Uh, but I, I didn't feel like. Saint, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying St. Man were great in the first half. I'm just saying United were poor. I felt United were really poor, but in the second half, that all changed. See, when you watch the full game back, you'll, you'll no, realise that. It's never happening. It's so, never happening. Half time comes. Mm-hmm. And I may have said, I think a certain player will be lucky to stay on the park here. Mm-hmm. Now, two players come off. Not one of them was one of the I said who I thought might be lucky to stay on. No, because, okay. no overall because of form, but if we were staying the way we were playing, it just wasn't really working. Like, we were just needing someone else, a wee spark or whatever. And then at half-time, I can't... What would you have took off? Well, at the time, I was starting McNulty off, right? Okay, yeah. Because if we were playing in the 4 4 it just wasn't working, right? For me, mm. it wasn't working. Mm. And then, I obviously changed that, and uh, he brought on Ross Graham come on for McMahon, which, after being booked, no being the greatest of form, then pulling the boy down by the waist, I thought. Honestly, there was there was talk of getting him off in the first half. Like there was people around me, and I, and I kind of say I was in disagreement with him, but people were saying, "Look, I don't care if it's the first half. I, I he's, just think, he's, he's not playing well. I would sub him." Well, we saw it with Declan Glass earlier in the season, right? I just think sometimes yeah. you need to protect a protector player, and yeah. 
he's <clears> maybe <throat> you're maybe protecting him for another card, but you're also protecting, like you said, if he's known for him, like mm. that's a big thing. You're to go, protecting ah, your team as well, though. You're huge, protecting your huge. Team. So half time comes, Nicky. I saw that's what it was. So I saw the subs getting ready. So I mm. saw uh, Ross Graham and I saw Nicky Clark, and I couldn't uh, either. The, the volume wasn't up full or whatever, so I couldn't tell who was off at the time. So, I don't know if it you, but automatically then I'm going, right, what's, what's come off? Who who am I taking off? Because I'm the gaffer mm. here. I'm thinking, I'm not sure what he does here. And I'm like, well, it's got to be, well, I'm thinking, hopefully Mulgrew or Edwards is no injured. It's got mm. to be McMahon. Like, it's got to be. But then I'm thinking, I've seen some subs this, this, this season and I've went, Really? Yeah, That's over yeah. then. So Miller Thompson comes off. I thought it was a wee bit of harsh because I thought he he didn't do too bad in mm. the first half. But I don't know what his position is. I don't really know where he's meant to be playing. If he's a striker, a winger, a midfielder, I don't know. Yeah, same. I think he's quite versatile. And then Nicky Clark come on. I thought, well, we're obviously going to go back to a system that I personally think has worked for us. Uh, listen, we've been shite in some games we've played with it. We've been great. Say that about any formation, but I think we're comfy in a three. I think those three and Calm Butcher, the all of them, the four of them, when they play in a three, again, that doesn't make much sense. But you can, I mean, it's pretty comfy. Fine, okay. I might be going getting ahead of myself here, but I thought Nicky Clark was an absolute game changer yesterday. I thought he played. Yeah, I mean, really, he done all right. Really he well. done all right when he came on. Well, he came on at one hand doing, and, and we, he went off at two one up. So exactly, uh, but he, I, he done all right. But the change of the system and the subs helped massively, absolutely massive yeah. going in that yep. second half. But but in many ways, it made it more confusing to me when Ross Graham came on and was his usual excellent self because mm. he he clearly wasn't carrying a knock. He must have just been the odd man out in the formation change. That's the exactly. only thing. The only thing I could think of, uh, which was a bit harsh on him because he's he's not put a foot wrong, really, since he's came into the team. And uh, <laughs> up until about the 96 minute yesterday, you could argue he was more of a goal threat than uh, Mr. McNulty up front as well. So, uh, yeah, but the changes at half time, of course, like credit where it's due, you've got to give him his, give him his due. The manager's decided to, to change things up. It's worked. Listen, just before you go on to that, Paul, before the game, there's people people on Twitter are, are retweeting the lineup going, that's a sexy lineup. I love this lineup. Really good lineup. You know, go for just because we've got a number of good looking players in there. Who though? knows? I don't know. I don't well, I mean the, the apple of your eye wasn't the plan. You know what I mean? So uh and I, again I could see that because I'm thinking, well, you know what? I do something different. Try it. We've just had our arse felt to a during the week. Right, okay, we made our we made our own fault there, but just been bit 3 0. No played great, maybe. You've no, maybe this is something we need to do. He's looked at some in shape, thought, right, well, this is how we're going to play to be better than them. On the day it's not happened, half time he's thought, right, you're coming off, you're coming off, you're on, you're on, go and play some football. And you're right. And I think the second half, let's say when it came in, we changed that. We up to pressure, we up to intensity. I think McNulty had in close range cleared. Clark struck the, hit the bar, didn't he, as well? Yeah, Clark hit the bar. McNulty had a, I think he maybe scluffed it. He kicked into the ground and then the boy Tate's done well for them getting back on. Oh, that was at the Devon Hidder after the yeah, line. Yeah. Uh, well, here, Rondo, second half, we battered them. Well. there's In my opinion, we battered them second half. What I will tell you is, around about that time, the feed for the stadium went out for Abdi. Oh. So, we could still hear the comment, eh? But mm. hearing Dylan Levitt goal is nowhere near as good as finally getting to see it about half five last night. No, that was Talk to me screamer. now. It's one two <laughs> after Simon player is genius. Yeah. Is it? And it was it was reminiscent of the time that uh, Faraz, the big Portuguese lump that we used to have done a one two with Stephen Tweed in the derby before drilling it past Douglas in the ninetieth minute or whenever it was. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, we were all obviously on the attack. Levitt's got the bar in an advanced position, so you're thinking something could happen here. He's then gave the ball away to miraculously receive it straight back, <laughs> and he's took a couple of set, steps forward, and he's just drilled it in off the post. And uh, his mum and dad were there yesterday again. Uh, his old man rocking an FTD hat, so tremendous. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I love it, Levitt. And they, they were in the front row, and they straight away they were out. Be the Welsh flag waving at a boot, and it was just brilliant. But it was, 
an absolute raker. The laddie doesn't kind of score a shite goal, does he? He does he really, not. He's, you're never going to see Levitt's name on the score sheet and think, I'm not really fussed about seeing that goal. It probably hit half him and went in. No, no, they're going to be a regers. It's going to go past boys and drill it in the net. And then so it was great. It was oh. great. Uh, and then obviously Ryan Edwards had a chance. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the feed was still out about then. It went out for about, I want to say about 10, 15 minutes. I felt like that. Um and obviously the game's getting in, so we're getting into the last ten minutes here, thinking, just keep going for it, like just let's just keep yeah. going for it because we're in the ascendancy, the whole half. We've been dead guilty in games that feels like we're just playing for a draw here, like yeah, let's just go, yeah. we're we're on top here. And then the bar goes forward, and I'm thinking, goalie seems off his far off his line there, yeah. And the mirror went on; it kind of seemed to slow down. And I thought. What's he then? Mm. What is he then? Listen, it's a foul for Tony Watt, right, on the defender, right? That's a barge in the back. And I'll, like, tell you, I'll tell you what, though, Rondo, I never noticed that at the time. You, you don't notice it at the time, but when I watched it back on sports scene, he clearly shoves the boy, yeah. It's, I mean, the it's, it's, it's not as blatant as Nicky Clark shoving <laughs> the Partick defender last season that shoved them into the keeper. Oh. But it's very similar. It's very, very similar. See, they got but, pumped uh, yesterday, please, Ang. Oh, that was, you know what? When I found it, I was actually just driving past that area of Glasgow. And I, oh, I, I was gutted for Mister McCall. I really was. But anyway, to, Tony Watt right through in the keeper, and as soon as it happened, like we, the fans were screaming for the red, and uh, it had to be. I think it had to be. But if the refs missed the initial wee nudge, the, the, and that's clever. Like you, some people say, ah, it's shite. He's cheated. He's missed time. But that's that's smart play for Tony Watt. Like you. He's a wee bit sleek in that in that situation, but and he got away with it. Cool. If you don't try these things, you'll never know, and it's worked. Absolutely <laughs> tremendous. I caught us last night, so I was I was out last night, right? So I was, I was at the Kirtall seeing Jason Manford, right, comedian. So before I was in the trades and seen a couple of pints, and uh, my mate says, "Ah, oh, seen they got the goalie sent off. Like, what happened?" I says, "Well, okay, when a goalie comes out his box, and you just think." He probably shouldn't be there. And he's like, aye. I says, and then he effectively knees a boy in the chest, stomach yeah. area, when both of them are off their feet. And he thinks when the red care comes out, are you, are you being serious? He's like, he's like, you're joking. I says, no, nah, mate. I says, and the best thing is, he doesn't even need to be there. Like, he doesn't, no. the defender's getting there. He doesn't need yeah. to be there. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Russia blood. And obviously, uh, I thought they'd run because they'd done two double subbies. And then mm-hmm. I saw the other side, I thought, oh, damn, could have, could have done me like a right back going in the goal or something. Yes, you know? that's, that's honestly, that's <laughs> that's what I thought at the time. I was like, but wait, I, I didn't, I'm not even sure how many subs you're looting at. Is it five? Five. five. Right. But there was, because there's that many subs these days, like, oh, and for both teams, you, you do lose track, or I yep. certainly lose track. And I was thinking, He's like they're going to want to put a defender in the goal or something. This is class for what I scored for the free kick. And then I, I looked through and you saw the subby keeper getting ready. I was like, oh, bollocks! I must only use four. Listen, there's no chance I'll score for the free kick. You've seen your set pieces. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Loping, but Loping. So uh, yeah, but right. So subby keeper comes on and mm. lines up. Have you pictured it going in the top bin? Because that's exactly what I thought. I thought, this is in top bin. I, th- I thought Nicky Clark was going to hit it. All right, okay. It was mere at his angle, but I, I just thought, get it on target. The keeper all Because it was, you know what? Yeah, obviously, maybe didn't come across on TV either, Rondo. It was really windy yesterday. It was right, really, okay. really windy. So I thought, here, we've just hit the target. If he spills it, fall in. And, well, if the target was the wall, we hit the target, but it was just an absolutely stinking free kick by somebody that should really be better at free kicks. And then he, he brought stuff. a second sclaffer in, it went wide, and you thought, oh, I mean, we're in the 95th minute by then, weren't we? I think we're, no, that was 90, uh, no, 91. That was about, that was, about, uh, that uh, was just in uh, the end of the game. Aye, uh, because then the board was, I think the board went up slightly late, possibly. Uh, and you, but I don't know, I just thought there might be another, there might be another chance in this uh, and he obviously you're just thinking well because I think it was meant to be four minutes but the hail incident of getting Anik off getting yeah. water on his feet the keeper on I yeah. think it was about 92 so to be fair to the ref then I say this often the four, yeah. he, he actually gave still played the four uh, and then obviously this happened played five and a half added minutes as Tony Watt carries it forward on the left plays it in central 
Might come through to Nicky Clark. To oh, the ball again, yes! Mark Massive goal for United. Mark McNulty, the scorer. Some Millen fans head for the exit. United coaching team in a huddle in the technical area. And the United players go and celebrate with the support behind the goal. What a finish. Inside the sixth minute of added time. Nicky Clark in the six-yard box on the turn. His effort deflected off the bar. But there was Mark McNulty to note in from right underneath the crossbar. And United have sold it at the end. Huge goal to earn United the three points. McNulty's third of the season. How were your celebrations? Mental. <laughs> I've got a big scrape on my right thigh. Uh, then I kind of always kicked her if it was a chair or, or what. I'm not sure. There was people just out of the place. Eh? I mean, because it was because it was as late as it was. You obviously you get people moving down to the front of the. The crowd anyway, the wee, the wee walkway bit that they've got. And, oh man, it was, in, in some ways, I wish I had been in that bit myself, even though I was thoroughly enjoying life at that point. But the vantage point that I had for Roji looking down at Tony Watt there in some sort of crowd surf, looking at Mulgrew jumping on Stewart's backs, just Abadi piling in. It was, as I said at the start, that's, you hope for moments like that every week when you go to see United. It's absolutely incredible it was so good so so good people floated out that ground yesterday for the away end what a high so by the time Tony Watt got the ball before that I'm already standing up in the living room thinking mm. this is this is last chance. chance saloon here did you, know, did you notice the run Niskanen made when oh, Watt had the ball oh he's done that takes a day two men out takes so two men out he plays the band the hail carnage, the buzz in the air, it's loop, looping about, somebody gets the head on it, I see the net bulge, and can you've got that slight delay. And I'm Is like, this good? <laughs> <this good>? Yes! <laughs> so, I didn't see this, but in slow motion, my hand reaches up, fist clenched, smashes the light in the ceiling in the living room it's rattling about the dog wakes up shites herself barking it picks her up we're running through to the running through to the kitchen get it ruined you get up your shouts were in and you're volleyed her a while one point celebrating my tap was off it was unbelievable it was I tell you and you wrecked me in house just to celebrate a winner and if that's it looked like it had been burgled oh it did hey I was, TV was off the wall oh it was unbelievable it was unbelievable stuff and she's like and Claire's like are you finished <laughs> like no, until that full-time whistle goes. Uh, um, see, see, I feel sorry for people that didn't get it. <laughs> people that don't like football. They just, they could see you losing your Honestly. absolute mind. Like, any of the happiest moments of your month, if no the happiest, and they just look at you and like, well, what was that about? What do you mean, what was that about? I what day of fun? I generally don't think, I think the living room lights, fuck day. I generally think it's done. <laughs> Here, Bill McNulty, it's fine, he's got plenty done. <laughs> well, apparently so. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's unbelievable. It's um, is that Mark McNulty's Rory Bolden moment? I thought that coming out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I hope not. I hope not because that means that he's not going to do anything else for a while. Uh, but look, all, all joking aside, like McNulty, I don't. Know, I'm. I've not been sold on him, and I'm still not sold on him. If I'm, if I'm, if I can be totally honest about it. But that moment yesterday was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Uh, the one thing I'll say is the manager clearly rates him. I thought he was I brilliant mean, second half. I think his work off the bar is unreal. So he puts in a shift. My criticism of him, and he's but he's a professional football player. I'm no, never has been, never could have been. Uh, but sometimes I think that the runs he makes, although he's always on the move, I think sometimes he runs behind defenders. He runs in the wrong places. He, he makes the wrong moves when the bar's bobbling about the box. He He's no often, I don't want to say he's never, because he clearly was yesterday, twice in half the line, uh, but he's no often in the right place at the right time. But uh, that goal, that, that could be worth loads to the club, like, on a number of levels, financially, you know, aspirationally, when you're hoping to get into Europe and whatever, it could be worth so much. Uh, I said at the start, yeah, we were ninth at one point yesterday. 
And yes, we're yeah, now half, fourth we're by two time. points. <laughs> at half time, I think we were ninth. Yeah, that's it. And it's so it's, honestly, see if we had lost yesterday, and if if the first half, and again you're saying it wasn't that bad, but if that first half performance was the whole match performance, there would have been calls again for for certain fans for the manager. There's no doubt in my mind. Those boys weren't happy at half time at that game, Rondo. They calls were happening at five past three yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what there's nothing more fickle than a football fan. Now I'm not saying that people are now saying that Tom Courts is the the next Alex Ferguson or nothing because we've we've went and bit St. Martin, but like the calls for people's heads tend to die down when results are all right and performances are of a standard that you're you're hoping for and you're expecting. A criticism of Tam Courts, and again, like I'm saying about McNulty, I'm never going to be a football manager. What Tam Courts probably cares about football is way more than me, I would imagine, seeing as he probably studied it and whatever, he's played it at a certain level. But it's it's a wee bit of concerning to me. I, I'll give him credit for doing whatever he's done at halftime and he's changed it. But that's not the first time this season where the first half of a game we have been dire and he's had to change it <clears throat> excuse me at half time now you can look at that in two ways I suppose you can think well that's fine like he's, he's seeing something's not working and he's changing it and 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 we usually improve when he's when he's changed it but how are we getting it so wrong at the start of games like we've got we've got people employed by the club that watch the other teams uh, they analyse things, you know. They, they get back to the, to the manager and say, "Look, this is the way that team is going to set up. So this is maybe the way that we should set up." Why are we getting it so wrong? On like a, a few occasions, I'd say, like definitely the Harps game the other week. Uh, the first, the two all game, like the first fifteen minutes of that, we were nowhere on though. Like we we could have been dead and buried. We spoke about that, and then ultimately towards the end, like we we could have snatched a victory in that game, and then we concede. Uh, an equaliser for a guy that shouldn't have been on the pad. But it's I, I just think that he's he's got a wee bit of improving to do when it comes to when it comes to that. Like if we could start matches the way that we played in the second half yesterday, then you would would be uh, would be all right. There would be no calls for anybody's head. Yeah. Ninety six minute winners there, they're not for that day. Can I beat it? Can I beat it? I like I say it's just the the way it's finished, you know, we're uh, Hearts 53 points in third We're fourth 39 uh, Hibs and Livy uh, 37 Ross County Motherwell St Mum 36 Aberdeen 35 St Johnson 27 Dundee 23 um, It's a massive three points Going into an international break Huge as well. Huge Man of the match No idea No idea Because as bad as I think Abdi was first half Abdi was pretty good second half I felt like I'm going to be, I'm going to be my usual negative self. I felt like McMahon, he's out for him just now. I felt that Mulgrew was fairly poor yesterday, given his high standards. Liam Smith was now, he was back in his, he's he's probably his favourite position. I didn't think he was great in the first half, certainly. Uh, but the game turned around. You're, I can see by your face, you're probably thinking Nicky Clark because he's he's turned the game. Yep. Uh, and like, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think he did come on and he made a difference. Ross Graham was good, but like, I can't be giving it to a defender because we didn't have much defending to do second half. Uh, and I kind of gave it to McNulty. I just kind of... So, yeah, maybe Nicky Clark, maybe Dylan Levitt, he, he kind of got the game by the scruff of the neck second half. Uh, ah, you know what? I'm not going to dish in it this week. I'm not going to dish in it. It's just the way it is. You can do it because you want to get it to Nicky, Nicky Clark. Clark. Yeah. So There we go. One thing we need to speak about that was on offer mm-hmm. yesterday is the selection of pies I'm led to believe. So tell me about your Scandis League yesterday that by the sound of it, you're still enjoying today? Well, uh, enjoying? That's that's a wee bit of stretching that word. Uh, it's a bit breezy at my end of the day. Uh, so yeah, when I got there, I had the kebab pie and I had a steak and black pudding pie. Both were very good. Both were very good, as you can see by my face on social media, that somebody captured me in the background of a photo and I look like I'm eating the best pie in the world, which I wasn't. The kebab pie, Rondo, it was tasty, but a criticism of it was the bits of kebab meat that were in it, they cut them too big. So when I took a bite out of the pie, I essentially emptied 
the peckis on my first bite and I was left we and people were and I tell that story I think it was Dave Connor I was speaking to at half time and I spoke to him and I was like ah oh, it was tasty but I'd, I'd done this and I ended up with a peckis he was like ah oh, but the sauce I was like mine's the name of sauce I had a peckis so it was alright to a point but they need to cut these bits of kebab meat a wee bit of weird before yeah. being ultra critical I'd, I um, mean somehow I, I don't know how that photo made its way to social media, but it did. Me neither. Me and, neither. Uh, some of the comments on it are, are very, very good. It's uh, on this. It's on across our social media. It's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Do Fox Podcast. If you're not already following, uh, and people are saying, you know, it looks like you've just had a hefty punch in the pus, um, mm-hmm. or you're in the club and the pills have kicked in, or just the face of a man savouring a kebab pie. That's well, you know what? I can't, I'm not sure what pie I was savoring at that point in time, uh, and I'm not even sure what my face was doing at that point in time. Uh, if that's the way I look eating pies, then I think I'll eat them in a room on my own for now on. <laughs> it could be, uh, um, it's not good. Let the man enjoy a good wet fart in peace. <laughs> There's been a couple of them this um, morning. The, the man, the face of a man who's appreciating the smell of a fart he just dropped, uh, <laughs> dreaming about Hark signing an extension. Um, <laughs> Or uh, get the t-shirt made. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> so, uh, man of the match was the kebab pie. It was, it was quite tasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was better than Livingston's anyway, because they pricks didn't bloody sell it. That was unbelievable, wasn't it? <clears throat> Absolutely unbelievable. So, two points ahead of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the pack as such. International week this week, so... It's two weeks' time till we go to Easter Road. Then we've got Dundee, which is the final game before the split. We, I think we, we always need wins. It's only our mm-hmm. third win on the road yesterday. What a time to get it. I mean, we could have done yeah. it before to make it a bit more comfortable. And as some people mm-hmm. said, we could have, should have had fourth sewn up a long time ago. It's the roller coaster that we all live for. But here we are. We're in a, quite a good position. You would think... Even a point next week would next week would be enough, but another three points, and you would hope. I think, it's, uh, I think if you get three points in the next game, Rondo, I think we're top six. I'm sure. Like the results would have to be. I mean, the results have been bizarre. I was going to say they'll have to be bizarre, but I think if we can get another win against Hibs, which is not going to be easy because like Hibs are not in great form, and I think the boy, the big dumpling at the back, Porteous, is going to be missing. Hopeless. But you know what's sent off? Yes, hopeless. Have you seen that foul? Have you seen the tackle yet? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, did he complain about it? I never of saw the he did. <laughs> he face volleyed the boy near her, the Robert Donald, Donald, or Richard Donald Stand, whatever it's called up there. It was brilliant. Aye. How can you complain Honestly, about that? Yeah. I was fans. Uh, always a victim. Shake the bed. Always a victim. Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's, a, it's, I mean, that should be the incentive. Win that game, top six. Fixtures next week be. then. So. Dundee versus Aberdeen, Hibs against United, Motherwell, St. Martin. Motherwell no won a game in 2022 yet. Yeah, so some, someone's got to give there. Ross County versus Hearts and St. Johnston versus Livingston and then the Twyers cheeks get to kiss and make up on the Sunday. And then the yeah. final games before the split, Aberdeen-Ross County, Celtic v. St. Johnston, United v. Dundee, Hearts v. Hibs and Livingston against Motherwell with St. Martin Rangers on the Sunday, which... Mm-hmm. Could mean absolutely bugger all to St. Man, hopefully, by that time on the Sunday. Yeah. But, you know, you're looking at games there that, for the two weeks, you know, Dundee-Aberdeen, Dundee, fighting for lives, of course. Aberdeen, needing to do something. Good win yesterday, but still needing to get themselves in there. Hibs, United, loads to play for. Motherwell, St. Man, still in the mix. Ross County, probably need to bounce back for yesterday. And you've got a Hearts team that are, are, are done in third day. Hello. Can Sean Maloney come out and said he reckons Hibs could catch them? I think that's hilarious. Maybe, maybe, maybe next season they will. Maybe. Yeah. And St Johnston against Livingston against St Johnston. Good one yesterday. Livingston still in the mix. So there's a lot to play for, but three points next week or two weeks' time would put us in quite a nice place going into a derby. I, I honestly think if we win against Hibs, we're top six. Okay. Uh, and then, I mean, then you're playing a team that's at the bottom of the league. Now again, it's a derby. It's it's it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be an easy game, but it's at him. It's against Dundee. It's going to be a big crowd. Where are you on a three uh, o'clock on a Saturday thing for the derby? I like a night game for a derby, but 
It'll be it'll be unusual. It's I kind of think of many other. I kind of think of the last time uh, a three o'clock derby. No, it's it's unusual, but we've spoke at length about the derbies. We love them, me and you, anyway. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Bring it on. That's what I say. But if we can get that job done in Hibs, at Hibs, uh, in a couple of weeks, then that would just make that game all the more enjoyable and it would probably help ticket sales as well, I would imagine. I'm just looking for the last Saturday. It must be years ago, Rondo. Must be, because it it always gets moved for TV. Uh, Dare I say, I want to say the January 2016 when Dundee 1-2-1 maybe at Dens. But I think that was night time. Guy DeMille oh, was sent off that day. Was that Kawashima's debut? Oh, I kind of catch a bar. Uh. Um, that's the last thing on a Saturday until 2005 when yeah. uh, Mark Wilson Jim, and Jim McIntyre scored. Jim, yeah, and I was in, I was in uh, Saluda in a Rangers pub watching that on Sky Sports News coming through. I can't. Well, here I, I, I couldn't find a United pub, so... Not uh, rough, rough myself up. Put my <laughs> shoes on. Go to a, a, a nearby off license and buy a bottle of Buckfast and leave it hanging out my hip bar so that I got access to this pub. And thankfully, I didn't have any United tattoos at that point, so I got access. It was fine. So you've got your bottle of Buckfast. Uh, got a... If you've still got a bottle of Buckfast, uh, do you think the reporter that wrote the story in the paper last night about Benji was on the Buckfast? <laughs> is this where we're going? Is this, this, is this part of the going. rumor mill, or are we we're, just we're on the rumor mill right now? <laughs> Couldn't believe this story. I think there's more chance of me having to comb my fringe out my eyes than there is a Benji Seagrest signing for Man United as yeah, cover. That's, that's what I think for David De Gea, no less. No, <laughs> no, Rondo, and I'm sorry, Benji, if you're listening. Uh, I'm no slating your abilities in any way. We my laughter. I'm just, I'm just thinking, Man United. They are of such a level. Now, they may be stinking these days, albeit they're still pretty close to the top of that league, but they can they can effectively sign pretty much any keeper that they want to sign, within reason, any keeper they want to sign. I kind of see them picking up somebody for the Scottish Premier League. I, I kind of see it. It's, it's, in my opinion, I think somebody's at it. I think they've got their dates wrong. They're on the Mayan calendar or something. Some journalist, he thinks it's April the 1st. He's made an absolute air so it. And uh, this one's no happening. I'll be amazed. Can't wait till it happens. <laughs> I can't wait to see you come in your fringe. <laughs> well, neither can I. It'll be a dream. <laughs> right in my ass. Incredible stuff, really. Uh, another thing that came out yesterday is uh, not players leaving, but it seems our goalkeeping coach, Tony Cakes, off to Newcastle to uh, work yeah. in their academy, um, which is obviously a bit of a blow with the timing, given uh, you probably need a goalkeeping coach, but it's one of these well, things. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, how do you think Benji's improved under him this season? That, that would be my question. I, I generally don't think he's been well long enough to, to see any major difference. Personally. I, I think Benji was better last season. And he's had moments this season where he's mm. kept us in games, he's won us points. But last season he was the star man. Yeah. The star man. I I think he's been at times there's he's, at times he's a wee bit off at this season. I'm not sure. Like the the whole slowing the game thing down, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, but I don't recall that being the case in previous seasons when Benji's got the ball in his hands or it's a goal kick or something. Uh, so like, you can't blame the guy for leaving. Uh, Tony Craig, Tony Craig, whatever his name is, can't blame him for leaving. He's he's went to the richest club in the world. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I personally don't think that that Benji's improved under him. If I'm being honest. Okay. Right. Um... We may as well move on and, and hand over things to you and you can tell us everything that's going on with our loanies. Here goes. The loan report. We'll start again with Mark Connolly over in Ireland at Dundalk. Connolly has continued his ever-present streak at the heart of the Lily White's defence as they headed for United Park in Drogheda on Friday evening. He once again played the full 90 minutes for Dundalk, but they slipped to their first defeat of the season 
as they lost 1-0 to a 49th minute penalty. Trevor Carson at Morecambe. This has just been a nightmare for the, for the big guy, Rondo. Trevor and his Morecambe pals headed for Shrewsbury Town last midweek, and it was to be a night to forget as his side lost 5-0. It must be said, having read a few reports on the game, it would appear that none of the goals were Trevor's fault, but no matter how you dress it up, 5-0 is a tanking. On to Saturday, and they were off to Wigan to try and stop the rot. Given that they occupied the 22nd place in the league, and Wigan are in second, it was always going to be a difficult task, and that is exactly how it panned out. Trevor again played the full match, but has again been on the end of a humping as his team went down 4-1. Declan Glass at Kilmarnock. Another wasted Saturday for Deco as he has sat on his arse for the full game, again as Kelly have defeated Queen of the South to remain top of the championship. I'm not sure where Deco goes from here, Rondo. For a laddie that clearly has ability, he kind of seem to convince managers to pick him in their starting 11. I can only imagine how frustrating it is for the boy. Logan Chalmers at Inversnecke. Logan has went from unused subby last week to Inversneckian hero this week. He had to make do with a place on the bench for the first 66 minutes, however, but he did get on when he replaced Arne Dorn. At that point, his team trailed 2-1 and try as they might, the game looked like it would finish that way, even after Wraith went down to 10 men. Not to be, though. In the 89th minute, a corner was floated to the edge of the box and Logan has been on hand to smash it high past the Wraith keeper. He wasn't done there either. Into the 92nd minute, and he has only went and grabbed the winner for his lone team as he has drilled a left-footed shot across the keeper and into the bottom corner to send both Inverness fans wild. Great stuff from Logan, and hopefully that can now lead to him getting some more action. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. For the first time in his Peterhead career, Flynn has had to make do with 90 minutes sat on the bench yesterday as his side have lost on the plastic pitch at Alloa. Kai Fotheringham at Cove Rangers. Cove have travelled to Montrose on Saturday, and they may have won. Sean Dillon may even have assisted Montrose consolation goal on the day too, probably with a throw-in, but none of that matters, as Kai was once more an unused sub. Darren Watson at East Fife. For the third week on the bounce, it was a free Saturday for Darren, as he has again not made the matchday squad. It's apparent that he has obviously picked up an injury the other week, but what it is and just how long it'll keep him out is anyone's guess. For what it's worth, his East Fife team lost 2-0 away to Clyde, obviously because Darren wasn't playing. Adam Hutchison at Dumbarton. Adam got a start for his Dumbarton side on Saturday as they hosted the Falkirk Burns. He would get 78 minutes on the day, but his side went down 2-0. The first goal for Falkirk was scored by a man that specialises in scoring the sixth goal in games. Leighton Bisland at Brecon City. Leighton Bisland started his sides match on Saturday as they travelled to face Strathspey Thistle at the weekend. It was a fairly quiet game for the lad, but Brecon did run out 3-1 winners on the day, so there is every chance that he will keep his place in the team for the next match. Jack Newman and Reese Caves at Spartans. It was a score draw down at Ainsley Park yesterday as Spartans drew one all with the civil service strollers, but it was the full 90 minutes for both Jack and Reese. The lads are getting some great minutes down at the Lowland League side. Long may that continue. Sean Brown at Cumbernauld Colts. Sean Brown's Cumbernauld Colts were away to University of Stirling on Saturday, but once again, Sean wasn't available. About seven or eight weeks ago, young Sean strained his medial ligament in a bounce game, and that is what has kept him out ever since. In some ways, he's fortunate that it was only a strain, not a tear, as he'd have been looking at six months plus out if that was the case. I can tell you all that he is back in light training and that he is hoping to be back for the last couple of games of the season. Fingers crossed for the lad. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. The game was off. They were told when they travelled to the Stirling University pitch that there was going to be a wee bit of sand on, uh, on the park due to the weather and weather. And it essentially looked like a beach. So the game was postponed. The women's team. Goals from Robin Smith and a double from Jade McLaren were more than enough for the ladies to keep their three points last weekend as they hosted Stirling University at the RPC. The game was done in the first half as United raced into a three-goal lead and the win edged them ever closer to the title that I have stated all season was going to be theirs. This afternoon, as we are recording this, the team head for Rugby Park to take on Kelly 
knowing that a win will officially secure the title and see the ladies in the top league next season. It will be no cakewalk down in Ayrshire, however, as Killy, although mid-table, are a tough nut to crack. By the time that you all listen to this, the result will be known. But Rondo and myself still want to say good luck to Graham Hart and the team. Bosh. Uh, indeed. Uh, Community Trust, the over-60s East League continues on Wednesday for our walking football group. Uh, the team are off to Edinburgh and a very good luck to them. Uh, the Foundation Tales from Tarnow Street is in its final print run. You can go to dusf.scot forward slash nutmeg to order yours. If you would like to join up with hundreds of fellow Arabs, you can go to dusf.scot forward slash pledge and you can be united and join the Foundation. United Futures Lottery Jackpot. It's not been won again. It's still... It's mine's next week. £2,000 up for grabs this Friday. Never a bad time to sign up to the lottery. It's only a pound a week. You can sign up, get details, unitedlottery.co.uk. All the proceeds go to support our academy. Now, if you play the lottery, I'm not 100% sure how you get tell, uh, like, that you've won or how soon you've got your win. Because I know that you've got the big prize, then you've got some wee prizes. One of the prizes on Friday was hospitality of the Derby, which is no too shabby either. So that would, that would be all right. Check if you are the winner on the website, unitedlottery.co.uk, if that's your thing. And if you're going and you need a plus one, then you can mark to ask. We'll, 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 we would be very welcome. Always got his hand up. He knows. It is time for uh, Games of Goals. I'll be honest with you, Paul. I couldn't quite remember what happened last week. Uh, so I, I've wrote down five players thinking it's me asking you. I think that's the it thing. It is. Yeah, you you got three last week, so there's only one in it now, isn't it? Yes, but you can extend the lead to six points today with a full hoose. We'll see. Five points up for grabs. You can match the five players to either the amount of games they've played or the goals they've scored. For everyone you get correct, you get a point. The only resource allowed is the Arab Archive. How are you feeling? I'm alright. I'm alright. Happy about the last minute winner. So I'm still still okay. floating on that cloud. If you're thinking of points right now, how many would you like the day? Before you've heard anything. Four. Four. <laughs> okay. Yes. So that, so that you can overtake us next week. Fine. Are you ready for your players? Red pen. In alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Arnor Gunlogson. Oh, Arnor. I don't know how to spell that, so we'll just put Arnor. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go. What are we getting? What are we getting? <laughs> I could, see, I could see Ron, the, Ronnie O'Brien I, I, I could see the gaff already Marino Keith Marino Keith <laughs> Jesus Christ can you remember him yes yeah okay I remember all his hundreds of appearances <laughs> yeah that's right enough <laughs> me as well then player number three <laughs> yeah. Ronnie O'Brien Ronnie O'Brien Ronnie O'Brien you're at it when did he play about four games I remember his hundreds of games. Ronnie O'Brien, my goodness, what a prick! Ready no for, him. Ready for number you. four. <laughs> what else can it be? Sandy Robertson. Sandy Robertson. Okay. Okay. Sandy. Yep. He came with Presley, didn't he? Yeah. Quite a million or yep. something. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you feel lasted. Mm-hmm. Scott Smith. Scott Smith. He played in a derby, I think. That correct. Hundreds okay. of games. Yeah, another one. He bought a load of goals. <laughs> right, go on then. Raise your numbers. Can I guess these must be the lowest numbers ever on this game? Listen. You know what I say? One, two, three, four, oh, five. Oh, hey, hey. Give me some respect. <laughs> okay. Two, three, four, five, six. Five. Five. Okay. Six. Seven. Nine. Uh-huh. Thirteen. Thirteen. Right. Sandy Robertson has he's got to be thirteen, does he not? He's gotta be thirteen. Five. These are <sighs> I don't know, I can't. 
all has to be appearances. I, I don't remember any of them scoring a goal. Bad claim. Bad claim. I don't remember any of them scoring a goal, Rondo. Six. I, I mean, I, I can remember Marino Keith, and I'm no pardon for time here, but I can remember him. But I can't remember him playing anything other than reserve football. Jesus. As always, you can put in that archive, man. That's, that's where we're going with this. Hey, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm giving Sandy Robertson 13, but... <laughs> Rockefeller's already sent the tweet, I could just tell. Ronnie O'Brien, he didn't play many games. Marino Keith. Jesus Christ, man. Honestly, this, this is terrible. How, how have you got away with this? How have you got hey, away with this? Hey, we agreed on the rules, right? Right, I'm going to say... Right, okay. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five. Right, okay. Right. What do you want us to start? Arnold. I've got some... Arnold Gilawson. Seven. Marino Keith. Uh, oh, brilliant. I've got two at 13. Right, Marino <laughs> Keith is... I do. I've done it again. Uh, I've got... Right, no, I think Sandy Robertson must be 13. So... Uh, right. Sandy Robertson 13 Barino Keith 9 because right. that's the other end that I didn't hit okay which leaves Ronnie O'Brien he has to be 5 okay he has to be the fewest and what is that Scott Smith 6 okay are you ready Arnold Goodluckson <laughs> you'll be amazed yeah. to know never scored a goal yeah in any of his 7 appearances I'll take that <laughs> Marino Keith, you'll be amazed to know, never scored any in his five appearances. Five appearances, wow. Ronnie O'Brien, you'll be Mm -hmm. amazed, scored none in his nine Nine. appearances. Danger, he played nine times for a Sandy Robertson, you'll be amazed, never scored in his 13 appearances. Makes sense, makes sense. Scott Smith also made uh, no scored no goals in his six appearances okay. so it's three points I'll take that I'll take that I am I'm quite surprised with Ronnie O'Brien there if I'm being <laughs> totally honest like just looking at it uh, nine appearances wow I'm, I'm, I mean you've put doubt in my head so I'm just going to check that no 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 I'm I'm just Amazed that he played. I'm amazed that Marino Keith played five. I can remember him, but I can't remember him playing in the first team. Uh, nine appearances, two two starts, seven uh, sub appearances for Ronnie O'Brien. On loan for Juventus. Wow, <laughs> dreams can uh, come true, d- ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they 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 really can. They, they really really can. They really can. What is he now? Is he a, a poster or something? Oh. He can still be in football. No idea. Yeah, Speaking of boys that have done well for themselves, we limited ability. Did you hear Mark Fotheringham? He's he's uh, interview in German or his press conference he's done in German. German. Sounding like he's feathered by Charleston. It was absolutely brilliant. Aye, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was uh, tremendous. Well done, him. What an agent stuff. he's got. Never a true fucking statement. Uh, the Dode Fox podcast shop is uh, back open. We've got some new stuff coming up for sale this week and next week. We'll have a giveaway. Uh, hopefully the new Pink Hoodie and Beanie when they, they arrive. Keep an eye on our socials for that one. And if you'd like to support the podcast, get some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. Uh, on this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. 21st of March is our focus today. One game, one setting and one birthday picked out for us. Uh, today's match for 1984 versus SK Rapid. Hmm. At the third time of asking, United had made it to the semi-finals of a European trophy and in the Premier Tournament as well. If the victory wasn't achieved with quite the style of past European triumphs, then it didn't disrupt the sense of achievement. Only 20 minutes had gone when Davy Dodds made the vital breakthrough. Richard Goff's cross from the right reached the unmarked Derek Stark. His pass to Dodds was rammed high into the net by United's leading scorer. Penenka went close just before the interval. And apart from like a, a late solo run for Kev Lickitz, United's defence pretty dominant. 
Never a classic. Final whistle, jubilant scenes on the Tannenice terracing to mark the historic occasion and we were off to the semi-finals of the European Cup. Uh, today's signing, it's another of Shabba Laszlo's that in my eyes gets past Mark. So I'll see what you think about this, Paul. Following Paul Sturrock's appointment as a scout, he was invited for a trial period the player, no Paul Sturrock, uh, and spent, uh, and he went on trial, signed a short-term deal until the end of the season, turned in a handful of inspiring performances at centre-half during his stay, but we missed out on promotion at the semi-final stage of the playoffs, signed on this day, 2018, Bilal Moshni. <laughs> I like Bilal. I think he was good for us at that time. So did I. Yeah, he's 34 yeah, now. He's currently yeah. playing with Dungannon Swifts in Northern Ireland and they wow. got pumped 5-9 yesterday. Incredible. <laughs> no, I liked him. Like he was I didn't know I didn't want us to sign him. I can remember thinking that, but I think majority of fans in Scottish football at that time just thought he was a head kiss because he was best remembered for throwing a punch at the the Motherwell guy after the Rangers got pumped out in the playoff. And uh, he came in. And I don't know if you ever met him, Ron. I met him a couple of times at the the things that the club would put on for the young lads to go and train oh, nice. with them in the Easter holidays and October holidays or whatever it was. And he he couldn't have been any nicer. Mm. Like he just wasn't a he wasn't what you thought he was going to be. He was so so nice. Even at the quiz night, he was class. It was him and Leo running about. Uh, I think they were dishing out red gears for boys that were cheating. Like Paul McMullen, I'm sure he picked up a red gear that night. Ah, he was he was just great. He was great off the park. Uh, and yeah he was he was I don't want to say a success because we never really achieved nothing when he was here but I thought he, he came in and he'd, he'd done better than most people thought he would indeed uh, our birthday today is for a podcast pal who won the league in 1983 uh, we had a right good chat with him uh, a couple of months back on episode 129 happy 60th birthday today to John Riley. Boney happy birthday sir yeah. 60 eh? yeah. still looks fatter than me and you as well that's no hard no, no, he probably still run walk rings round with the, the team, walking football. The walking football people will find that out soon enough. To be fair, yes, that's um, happening. Right, no game for United this week, so it's obviously a mix of Come On Scotland and Hobbycraft Adventures. Uh, we're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Grab some merch at dodefoxpodcast.com Do have a great week. Stay safe, and remember as always, wash your hands and your arsehole. Mm.